I just have to say that um, having lived a life of not enough money for many years, uh, it's always important to laugh. It really is important to laugh and go, wow, it feels so serious. It feels so serious. But in all my years of not having enough money, one of the things I always had to say was, Lola, right now, you have a bed to sleep in. Right now, you have food in your cupboard. Right now, you have infinite love. So it, it's always the future that gets us sort of wonky, you know? It's so perfect that uh, the funny thing about doing this thing called Sunday Talks is that your life presents exactly what needs to be discussed. So I wonder if you'll join me in an affirmation. Will you do that? Very good. I surrender to the divine and holy nature of my being. I allow the presence of God to reveal itself through me. I am a person of power, for I am made in the image and likeness of the Most High. I release gripping and struggling, forcing and pushing, and yield to the infinite capacity of spirit to lead the way in all of my affairs. The beloved presence of my being is available to love, nurture, care, and support me always. With this power, I am lifted. With this power, I am ignited. With this power, I am propelled into a life of joy, ease, and flow. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I yield to the Holy Spirit of life. Thy will be done. And so it is. That is beautiful. I wrote that yesterday morning. I woke up at 4.30 and it was just like, surrender, surrender, surrender. And that came and I, I sort of uh, dragged it through the core council retreat with us yesterday. So there is a divine will that is distinct from our individual will. And oftentimes we fall asleep to that knowing and get seduced by the notion that our will is the will. And so the paradox of power is surrender. In July of 2012, I was working at Bank of America and I very distinctly remember calling my husband, Nathan, and saying, I'm probably going to quit today. I'm probably going to quit today. I feel like I'm, I can't do this anymore. I cannot do this place one more day. Now, whether that was true or not true is not as interesting as the way of being that I had going through my experience there. The way of being that I had was gripping. It was like, I got to make this thing happen. I got to produce these results. I got to... And for those of us that are really powerful creators in the world of form, the learning is to actually trust that there is a divine will, that there is a divine impulse that will carry us and hold us. 
I'm, I'm a very powerful creator in the world of form. And so I, my practice is always to remember thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. There's a wonderful book called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. David Hawkins was an MD, PhD. He made his transition this year. And I think it's important for us to get the distinction between force and power. So David Hawkins says, force always creates counterforce. Its effect is to polarize rather than to unify. Force requires constant defense. So force requires something to push up against it. And that lives in the world of duality. Power lives in the world of unity. Power need not prove anything. Power just is. So for those of us that can move through, and we all do this in different nooks and crannies of our lives, whether it be our finances, our relationships, our health, we, we will force, we'll push, rather than yielding to the infinite capacity of spirit. There is a life of good, there is a life of God that can do the heavy lifting in all areas of our lives. So when I called Nathan that day, Nathan had just recently completed graduate school. He was doing a master's in landscape architecture. We had depleted all of our savings, and I was our primary income earner because he had recently started a new business. And I couldn't do a day at the bank any longer. And you could look at my circumstances and conditions and say a departure was a very bad idea. It was a very bad idea. And I can tell you what has occurred in my life, this place being a huge part of it, has demonstrated that we never know what's right around the corner. Do you, July of 2012, I left Bank of America. I had no game plan in place. I had a real estate license. Stuff started coming. Houses started coming. But I was yielding to a power greater than myself, a divine impulse that was saying, let me, not some God out there, but let me, the divine spirit of your being, have my way with you, please. Because our struggling and our gripping doesn't allow for space to come in. So, you know, I've told you before I was raised Catholic, and, you know, Catholics aren't known for being able to rattle off Bible verses. Baptists, yes. Pentecostals, yes. Catholics, not usually. Occasionally, my years of being an altar girl will come up, and I'll get something like, I am not worthy to receive you. Only say the word, and I shall be healed. Sometimes that will happen. And I used to be able to recite a Catholic Mass from beginning to end, and I, it's sort of, I sort of find it charming now. But where I was raised was uh, in a 12-step family. And so as we explore this idea of um, surrender, I hear those steps coming up, coming up. And I just want to hit on the first three. The 12 steps are... Um, I mean, many would say the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is a sacred text, a channeled and sacred text. And for those of us that aren't working a 12-step program, there's, there's, you, we all qualify. 
That's the good news. There's probably a program for something you do. I'm not suggesting you need it, but we're going to explore the first three steps together. We admitted we were powerless, that our lives had become unmanageable. I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if there's ever been a time or space in your world where you find yourself gripping. And that is where the paradox lives. You know, the definition of paradox is something that is made up of two opposite things that seems impossible but is actually true. So how is it that we can say we're powerful beyond measure and yet we're powerless? That is the great mystery. But that is that little space where grace can sweep in and do things that our finite mind could never figure out. So let's go on to step two. And for those of you who are diligent 12-steppers, I'll tell you that I'm very grateful for having been raised. I remember going to meetings with family members when I was a little girl. And it's such a, it, it really is an, a demonstration of the power of the subconscious because we retrieve those things even if we're not there for ourselves. So I don't always get the steps in order, but they'll come to me. I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Surrender. Turning it over. Thy will be done. I don't know how I can make this departure from Bank of America work, but I know I can't do this any longer. Yield to the infinite capacity of spirit. And as we move on to step three, and this is just, this is where we crack wide open. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand God. I was raised by... Um, incredible grandparents who always emphasized explore the God of your understanding. That's really what we're here to do is provide a safe space that we can each explore who and what is God. Not as some entity out there, but what does that idea, universe, love, peace, joy, freedom, abundance, use the word that resonates with you. I find myself committed to using the word God because I I get excited about redefining that word, recontextualizing that word. I was out with a Christian woman once um, having coffee, and she was very bold about declaring herself as Christian. And I noticed where that made me uncomfortable. And she was a very progressive Christian and very rooted in social justice. And she said, I'm committed to declaring myself a Christian because that word is so misused all the time. And I feel that way about God. That word is misused all the time. But there is an indwelling presence. And if we yield to it, we don't have to figure so much stuff out. So sometimes we'll talk here about the four kingdoms of consciousness. And perhaps you've heard this idea, the four kingdoms of consciousness. To me, it's a victim consciousness. To it, or by me, which is our ability to demonstrate through me where we use ourselves as a vessel or we allow ourselves to be used as a vessel and as me, where we are walking in the state of oneness. 
And I had this very curious uh, in, uh, realization this morning. Um, I actually realized this morning in my, my quiet time that oftentimes we think we are in a by-me consciousness, which means that we are demonstrating. We're, we're using the law. We're using spiritual principle. Okay, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to create this. But actually, we're still in a to-me consciousness. And what that means is so long as we believe that there is something outside of ourselves controlling the situation and circumstances that we're living in, we're not in a by-me. Because if we believe that the power of the law or that spiritual principle is located out there and I pick it up like a wand to use, then it is not who and what you are. You're still at the mercy of something out there. So thy will be done could be your walking prayer this week. Yield to the infinite capacity of spirit could be your walking prayer this week. Um, I think that, you know, there's so many, there's so many people that say this so brilliantly, but, you know, one of those moments where I hear sort of my Catholic rote stuff come up is with the Our Father. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That was actually, the Our Father was a prayer that Jesus was teaching to his disciples, how to be in conscious communion with the divine of your being. On earth as it is in heaven. Heaven, again, not out there. It is a state of consciousness that resides in us and through us, and it is for us to wake up and surrender to it, to yield to it. So bring to mind right now, close your eyes if you will, bring to mind right now an area of life that you're muscling with. Is it your weight? Is it your health? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Yield. Surrender. Thy will be done. Can we keep our eyes closed, visualize, bring that image to mind as if we could see it, feel it, touch it, hear it, taste it? And notice in your body where it causes constriction. And can you breathe into that space and say, thy will be done. I invite you to do that. Breathe into that part of your body and audibly say to yourself, thy will be done. Surrender is a powerful practice. Open your eyes. Ernest Holmes says, the soul must make a complete surrender of itself to the spirit. The will of the spirit is peace, clear thinking, and happiness. It could have no other will. The soul, remember the soul, as he's using it here, is the houser of our beliefs. It is the soil of our beliefs. The soul must make a complete surrender of itself to the spirit. Everything I knew to be true 
about life and its limited capacity had to be surrendered for the whole spirit of life to demonstrate something else showing up from the time I walked out of Bank of America to whatever was going to show up next. I love this game of two weeks and $75,000. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. There is no thing that God cannot do. There is no thing that the infinite capacity of this universe cannot deliver. It is only in our superimposed constructs that we determine the finite. So I'm going to stop. I'm sweaty. I'm going to surrender and yield to the heat and ask you to turn into prayer with me. Take a deep breath, if you will. Continue to breathe. And if any part of your being is arguing to be right or to defend that there really are circumstances and conditions that are keeping you down, holding you back, keeping you stuck, I wonder if you'd be willing to be wrong. Our identity and our ego will never allow us to be wrong. So there must be some higher state of consciousness that we're willing to access that invites us into the willingness of surrender. You're not right about anything. I am not right about anything. There is no such thing as fixed in the mind of God, for it is infinite, fluid, everywhere, present all the time. It is moving and breathing through each of us. So I just invite us to lay down the perception that something is wrong here. Lay down the perception that something is broken. And allow ourselves to rest easy in the knowing that there is perfect order all the time. We yield to the infinite capacity of the Holy Spirit. We yield to the infinite capacity of the whole spirit of life. Give yourself to that. Give yourself to that this day. Take my heart. Take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, God, I place them in your hands. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. All my thoughts and my dreams and my hopes and my beliefs. I give them all away so you can use me. I 
taking another deep breath, allowing the whole spirit of life to use us as the vessels for good that we are. Very grateful for the fulfillment of this prayer. Very grateful for the knowing that God is all there is, that it is this one and perfect life coursing through each of us. I release this word into the action of the law that only and always says, yes, my beloved, it is done. And so it is.